Listener Production. Well, Han, this is our remembering project. Yep, where a random day of the year is selected and we look up the run sheets from all our shows from across the years to find any we did on that day. Over 20 years, that's about 2,500 shows and roughly 26,000 talk breaks. Today, we pick one. One talk break only and try to remember what happened based on what was written down on the run sheet from that day. As always, we've got podcast Mike with us here for any technical stuff. Hello. Mike, what date was randomly chosen today? It's the 30th of March. Okay then, it's Haynes go. Here's Mike with the sponsorship stuff before we find out what year Hayne will take us back to and see if we remember anything from that day. This is Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project. Ando, mm-hmm. bit of a uh, smorgasbord, March 30th. Really? Yeah, a lot of options, a lot of options. I'll start with the most recent that I I just want to bring up. This is not the grab that I want to play. Uh, the 30th of March was the day before we ate the board in oh. 2017. Yes. That was our attempt to eat the board. So do you know what I think that was? I think it was actually the day before we didn't eat the board. At McDonald's this mm-hmm. is. We wanted to eat the entire menu. Always on. something we dreamed about. Mm. It had to be... Classic and, and available. And original. Yeah, sorry, classic and available. Yeah. You're right. So <laughs> it couldn't be... Couldn't be the McRib if it was just cutting that's past. That, that's a limited time only yep. burger. Mm. And it, it did ha- mean the Angus... It meant the Angus burgers were out. Yep. Because that wasn't classic. We're talking about when, when we were growing up in the 90s. Yes. Sorry, I'm just choking on a chip, ironically <laughs> enough. When we were growing up in the 90s, the board that we all remember. Yes. The bone of contention came from the chicken and cheese, which is a small McChicken. Which I was adamant we shouldn't include the chicken and cheese. It wasn't classic at all. Yeah. I reckon on this day too in 2017 mm. was when I was um, vehemently supporting the chicken and cheese. Yes. And you feel like it might because have... Because I made the error mm. of being hungry while we did the show. <laughs> yes. So when I was saying, let's include it, let's include it, what I really meant was I want one. Yes. And that wasn't helping us because, you know, we we'd agreed we'd, the next day we're going to do the show from Macca's, split up the board, mm. you know, who gets what, eat it together, yep. see if we can get through the entire menu together. It was going to be four or five burgers each plus your nugs and your... Thick shake Sunday cookies. Cookies we had in to there. To prove to you that it was classic and, and, and available, um, available mm. I had someone go and fetch one mm. during the show. Mm. Carly, if I remember correctly, one of our producers... Carl's nicked off down to the nearest Macca's, got a chicken and cheese, came back. We moved on by that stage in the show, so yeah. I didn't <laughs> eat, eat it, it. fresh. You did not eat it fresh. I did not eat it fresh. I ate it one hour later, mm. at which stage it was cold. Mm. Something wasn't right <laughs> when I bit into that chicken and cheese, but mm. I went, I think it's just the coldness. I'll press on. I was hungry, so I was happy <laughs> to eat a cold one. Later that night, yes. I got what can only be described as violent food poisoning. Yes. You know, it happens to the best of restaurants. Yeah. But I, I do think it was that bad chicken and cheese. But I couldn't say that on air. No, I didn't say it at the time because it just didn't seem like the right <laughs> thing to do. Thing to do Because McDonald's would have been quite nice letting us do the whole show from there. And it wasn't a sponsored thing. It was just we just really liked McDonald's. And we'd build ourselves up to eat the board the next day. Mm-hmm. And you had to call in sick and say, I cannot eat under these conditions. Yeah. So we got delayed a day and maybe that's what cost us as well. We didn't quite get through the board. No, then on the Monday we did it. We got a stunted start. And, and it was, uh, I was just coming in unconfident, mm. unconfident. We went down by half a burger though, didn't we? Yeah. 
spewed everywhere. Chicken <laughs> spewed absolutely everywhere. And the chicken and cheese was part of it. Would have been the difference. <laughs> Would have been the difference. Yeah. Um, going back in time, mm-hmm. 2016, you and Beck had just got together. There was a there was something in the wrong seat going, Andy's a couple together. Beck's an animal lover. Highlighted, Andy hates animals. He doesn't want a pet. <laughs> I don't hate animals. So, it sounds like I go out and you know shooting with my mates. Yeah. Only uh, guy trying I to know take that's down got two rhubars. <laughs> trying to take down as many as possible. I just never have never had a pet. Yeah. Well, well it, anyway, well, in the run sheet it was all about how, you know, mm. can you guys be together? Right. Um, turns out obviously it's been fine. You can. <laughs> and we know the tall terrier yeah. is on its way. It's on its way. Allegedly. Yep. I just haven't seen it yet, but we'll certainly see it coming from the shadow it casts before it gets here. Here's something that amused me. Back in 2012, again, not what I want to get to, but something that made me smile when I saw it in the run sheet from the 30th of March, 2012. Carl Stefanovic was on the show. Right. Talking about his documentary he'd made on the Great Barrier Reef. What? <laughs> Does anyone remember... When Steffo took a quick detour into Louis Theroux's territory and did a doco on the Barrier Reef. No. I mean, he is a proud Queensland boy. And he was probably worried about it. He would have been worried about it, yeah. Because it's it's been devastated by climate. Maybe or maybe. Great Barrier Grief or something. But maybe 2012 it was just more. Just get up here, love it. Here are the wonders of the reef. He just just decided to get out there. I don't know, maybe he was just on holidays and had an underwater camera housing and went, geez. Some of this is looking good. Put a bit of voiceover on this. We went out to the Great Barrier Reef together where we first, Certainly did. in our first year of knowing each other, just on a holiday. Would have been 2002. Yeah. And uh, and both of us were feeling a little woozy on the rough, yep. the rough ride. Do we, we go to Townsville? Yes. We, we, yeah. We, we took a boat out of Townsville to get to the reef. Yep. And uh, that's the day the guy, remember the guy hit the reef in the glass bottle boat? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you go to Townsville, Mike, and you get to like a pontoon, mm. quite, they, quite like you know, quite a way offshore. I guess I don't know, an hour or so boat ride. So, and they're talking about the conservation of it oh, all. Yeah, yeah. Don't, and, and don't you dare! This like, is so pristine. Don't touch it. Don't when you're snorkeling. Don't touch it. Stay at least a meter above. Don't the reef. let your fins hit it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were doing a bit of snorkeling, but we also the guy took us on the glass bottom boat to do a little cruise around, mm. and. We were looking through the bottom of the glass, going, "Geez, going." He, he knows how to. He knows this reef. Look how close he is. He's really, he's a good and driver. We were so impressed, Mike. We were so we're impressed. Going, what, and me what? and Andy are like, "Geez, how's the skills on this guy?" Like the reef and, is. And we're going, maybe it's amplifying it. Maybe it's magnifying. Yeah, maybe it, it looks closer than it is through the glass bottom. And then suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Like, yeah, it really, it really quite jolted. The yeah. guy shat himself. Oh, didn't he? Like, look immediately. Look back to the pontoon because there's several glass bottom boats going out from the pontoon. Going shit! If I've, someone's seen this, I'm out of a job. And then he was just gunning it in reverse to yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> right it back off the reef. And oh. ten, 10 years later, Carl Stevanovic's doing an investigative <laughs> report yeah. into what happened to this bit bit Trying of reef. Trying to find Darren who ran aground on the reef. <laughs> we know. Anyway, I, I, but I do remember that era. Remember, Stefo was doing that stuff, and he was on sixty minutes. Mm. And maybe this was that sort of era of Stefanovic's. Um, you know, in his palate because yep. he's a man of many talents and yes. maybe that was just the, the time where he was like, no, no, I'm I'm going to be branching out and doing a bit more serious stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and that, this was one of the dabbles. Yeah. One of the dabbles. Anyway, I didn't think it was worth listening no, to. because it, I'm glad you didn't pick it. It would have been, too, well, I can yeah. tell you what it would have been, two, two, two guys called Hamish and Andy pretending they'd watched the full documentary. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was a three-episode series Here by the looks Mikey. of Wikipedia. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That, that's all the information I've got. Couldn't get it done <laughs> in one. 
Couldn't Bloody get big it. reef. <laughs> Bloody big reef. <laughs> one of the biggest. <laughs> yeah, you can't fit it all in one app. Mm. I suppose, yeah, bottom of the reef, middle of the reef surface. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I break well, it up. Well, <laughs> it's got an, an 8.3 on IMDb. Yeah, from Carl. <laughs> how many votes? Uh, 684. Okay. Not bad. Wow. There's a lot of people that have gone to IMDb <laughs> yeah, to vote about a 10-year-old Great Barrier Reef. Hey, you home. know exactly what's happening here, though. When it, something comes out like this, companies, Channel 9 would have done it, mm. at the radio station did it all the time. Group all email. Can, ev- can everyone just jump on IMDb and give <laughs> this little tick, please? They've got probably 20,000 employees at, at yeah, 9 true. across the whole country. Yeah. And... Uh, and only 600 could be bothered. Flood this docker. Yeah. But, but by the same token, what sort of an asshole hates a documentary <laughs> on the Great Barrier Reef so much that they would go and give it back like a zero? Yeah, that's true. I, mean, I found I didn't mind middle. Yeah. I hated bottom. <laughs> Surface was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> the finale stunk. It's actually, the Blu-ray is available on Amazon.com. Ah, There's right. one left in stock. So you can own the last three. ever copy. Of a possible three, <laughs> yeah. I no, mean, I'm going to pass. Carl has a lot going on, and I can promise you, he's not sitting at home waiting for the email, <laughs> the for the royalty email of the Blu-ray from his Great Barrier Reef. Okay, here's what I wanted to get to. Yep, 2007. I saw this coming. I'm like, this has to be the pick. Danny Minogue came on the show mm-hmm. again, possibly in a judging capacity for some sort of show. Would have to be because I only just recently went. Danny Minogue, boy, is she. Stood the test of time for being a coach on voice on things or a, or a judge on things. Yep. She did. Yeah, Mass singer more recently. Given a lot to the game, but Australia's Got Talent. Yeah, she was from from back there. She's done X Factor. Do you reckon she was? She on, did. She so you think she can dance? I think she was. I thought she was. So you think could have dabbled? Yeah, one of those shows again that pops on the run sheet. Going, I reckon. Gee, she, we had a lot of people on from that show. I reckon she would have had been been a judge or on one of those shows for relentlessly. 18 of the last 20 years. Yeah, Mike, what, what have we got there? Looks like in 2007 she was on Australia's Got Talent and the X Factor UK. Oh, so you remember she did UK? Yeah. That was big. Mm. She was on that with Sharon Osbourne and that really boosted. Danny played a little bit of the, yeah. all right, I'm, I'll come home yep. and do you guys a favour and we were appreciative. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And now she's alongside Dave Hughes who has Sharon Osbourne vibes at times. He does, not he? Doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is some overlap on the Dave Hughes, Sharon Osbourne Venn diagram, isn't yeah, there? Yes, you know, kind of, kind of a mad hair, mad, mad hair, um, aggressive voice from time to time, and, and you know can get on it, can get ahead of steam up, and can be yeah. commanding a monologue. Yes, without yeah, yeah. not not wild, Andy. <laughs> and I think Hughes would be the first to admit it. <laughs> the Sharon Osbourne of Australia, the Sharon Osbourne crossover. Um, Danny Minogue bought in mm. something incredible to the show. Do you know what it is? No. Let's hear from our sponsor and I'll fill you in next. Mike, well done. And, and good not rushing it. Because yeah, we well done to, to keep your composure, Mike, <laughs> <laughs> after I told everyone, I kept everyone hanging on. Yeah. <laughs> she, because the Lee family farm mm. backed onto the Minogue family farm mm-hmm. in the suburb, the Melbourne suburb of Canterbury yes. growing up. Um, <laughs> the two properties were close to each other. You shared yeah, a back sh- fence. You'd Often the children would wander back and forth between <gasps> paddocks. Well, I went down, the, it was down the road and then um, right. the Minogues moved in behind us. So, yeah, it could have been depending yep. on the year. But I went down to get um, Kylie's autograph. Uh, <laughs> Did she live at home with her parents? No, no this is the last week. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and her dad said, tell me to buzz off. Yeah. Um, and then the, the second most exciting Minogue moment for me growing up was Danny Minogue dated Jacques Villeneuve, yeah. the Formula One driver yep. for a while, who was like this hot Formula One driver. Jacques came out to meet the family. Um, so you could hear I, him. I wandered down to try and get a little bit of a glimpse of Jacques. While we're meeting, <laughs> while, we're, while we're letting strangers into the house, perhaps I might join as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, because there is the connection, mm. Danny bought in, had a copy somehow of your primary school musical. What? Remember? Yeah. Do you remember this? I don't remember. I don't remember. I remember bringing it on the show. She's the one that bought it on the show. I have the biggest lisp in the world. Which which musical? I reckon from my memory it's Not a Penny. Not a Penny. (laughs) Which is (laughs) such a good name for a primary school musical that was no doubt written by one of the teachers. (laughs) This is the, I think. It is written by a teacher. It covers the 1930s depression era, which is very difficult. and it's Fun and and exciting time for kids. Perfectly captured when when nine-year-olds sing by Nine-year-old children in one of the most uh, elite upper-middle-class white (laughs) suburbs of Melbourne. Yeah, let's hear Mm. when Danny bought... uh, I think this is the bit we should put it in. The 30th of March, 2007. Now, look, uh, Danny. Yeah? Andy doesn't know this, but... There's a special reason you're on the show today. I just want to say thank you, Danny, because you've come to the show with a little something that... I think is basically a nugget of comedy gold. You've you, you've volunteered to come on the show, Andy. You don't know what we're speaking about. I don't. Do I want to know what we're speaking about? Danny, can you tell our listeners what has come into your possession? Well, what what do you think I could have in my handbag that would have anything to do with you? I don't know. I know my our parents used to live in the same street, so Ooh, is it okay? We were having a little street party. Um, couple of weeks ago and we're out you know just having a few glasses of wine some beer barbecue and one of the girls from down the street her daughter came up and she said oh i go to the same school that andy went to and i said oh really and she said i've got this very interesting vhs of his first play (laughs) (laughs) so in my drunken stupor i went Go get it! Oh, and, no. And, and, and Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I give you the children and staff of Baldwin Primary School's 1993 production of Not, Not a, a Penny. Penny. <laughs> Look, uh, Andrew Lee is listed as playing a young gentleman called James O'Reilly, but look... <laughs> I've had a watch of this several times and it gets funnier and funnier. But I thought as a special treat for our listeners, Danny, I've put together a little synopsis of Andy's work (laughs) in Not A Penny. Set in the late 1920s, Not A Penny tells the harrowing tale of how hard it was to find employment, as was highlighted by the group opening number, Please, oh please, can you give us a job? Give us the chance to earn a few bob. scene involves a few of the cast members playing cricket for, and I'm not joking, a full minute and a half. This is where keen audience members might have spied one Andy Lee, aged 11, fielding in slips and getting a little angry when girls drop catches. And Andy's frustration grew to the point where he dives for a catch at one stage and hits his head on a pole. 
young diva ends the cricket match when he gets out. It's no good. Can't concentrate. And this is where we get to hear Andy's character, James O'Reilly, give a stirring monologue. I've got to do something to help Mum. She struggles night and day to look after us. Dad's up north trying to make good. Can't just sit at school all day. I've got to do more to help. So young James O'Reilly heads off to find work. But alas, there's trouble on the way. Some beggars. Hey, mister. Your Which the orchestra feels is an appropriate time to burst into another song. <laughs> However, I will spare you the full song. Andy then goes to the boot factory to get a job, where the over-enthusiastic cobbling in the background makes the audio impossible to hear. Now that Andy's character James has secured a job, he's going home after his first day of work. But again, there's trouble on the streets. James, isn't it? Job snatcher. I don't know what you mean. But you do know what they mean, James, and they beat you up, much to the amusement of the audience. <laughs> the next day, back at the boot factory, James is told to go and bet on some horses for his boss. But once again, due to the over-enthusiastic cobbling in the background, you can't hear the dialogue. But there's trouble for James at the off-licence betting premises. Some children dressed as police barge in and arrest him. And his character James puts up an amazingly dramatic struggle, which impresses the audience, led by a woman who, I suspect, is Andy's mum. <laughs> is yet to come. Andy's character James meets a very quiet girl on the street and explains his predicament. I lost my job yesterday. I'm sorry. But how can they share their sorrow together? I know. What about a duet? Hit it, well-tuned band. Wish it could go on longer. And it does. Bravo, Andy Lee, you 11 year old shining star. Not a penny, but six pounds of talent. <laughs> Oh, we had no idea. Not a penny was so hilarious. Oh, like every good stage show, when you film it, you don't get the essence of, <laughs> of, of how good it is. Was it, it even worse? It wasn't made for video. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't even worse. Wow, the most amazing thing is, and I and we we're filming these podcasts, and yep. let's put it up. You remember the lyrics? Andy sitting here singing along, singing along. I also remember that um, the band that was all school students. You can tell. But, but the five sixes. No one's accusing five, them of being the Melbourne five, Philharmonic. <laughs> grade five sixes were in the plays. <laughs> Normally it was grade three and fours in the band. There was <laughs> there was one violinist called Chinchi who just kept falling asleep. <laughs> 
<laughs> it'd be a long set. <laughs> there'd, be, there'd be Mr. Arnold who wrote the play but also yeah. conducted the orchestra. It can be a long just set. Just trying to get chinchy up and about. <laughs> oh, so, and that goes for everyone in the orchestra. Let's all wake up. Mike, you went to uh, high school on a half choral scholarship. Mm. Yes. As a talent scout. Yeah. Uh, did you detect any scholarship-worthy notes in a, in a young Andy's voice? I think you've got a really strong voice because you couldn't even hear the girl singing harmonies behind <laughs> you. You were singing that loud. <laughs> was it harmonies or do you think they were just singing the same song together? No, I think there was a girl we're, singing harmonies. We are attempting harmonies. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I probably wasn't as giving because uh, <laughs> yeah. she's on a high falsetto and I'm just going... I'll take it I'll, from here I'll, with my powerful <laughs> soprano. <laughs> <laughs> Good remembering. <laughs> really fun. Listener.